Hello everyone, welcome back to the Cheetah Culture USA show, episode number 52, coming to you on the 1st of August, that's a Monday. Um, only a few days remain in the summer preseason, and the season is coming up very, very quickly for Cheetadella. Another year in Serie B, another year to try to make the jump to Serie A, but it's going to be a very, very tough year with a lot of quality teams in Serie B this year and just a lot of competitiveness in the league. But first, on Friday, August 5th, we have our Coppa Italia match against Lecce, the first round of the Coppa Italia. So we're, we'll preview just a little bit of that, but that'll be on the next podcast. But really, we're going to talk about preseason games. We're going to review a little bit of the squad. We're going to like see the depth charts and stuff. And we'll give a little preview on Serie B teams. We won't give the predictions for the season. Uh, that'll be in a future episode. But we're going to give you a little bit of insight on some most of the teams that uh, I think are going to do well and some that may not so much do well. So before we get started, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at USA, And visit our website at ChitagachiUSA.com for more insight on the Granada. Um, so let's get right into it. Since I last did a podcast, the Cittadella had two preseason games this weekend on Saturday and Sunday. Saturday was against AC Trento, Series cheese side uh, that finished towards the bottom of the table but still managed to stay up. 2 nothing win, uh, goals from uh, Ignacio Lores Varela and Giacomo Beretta. Um, the second win was on Sunday against Serie D side Luperense, 2-1. to one. Uh, Giuseppe Carriero got, out, got one, and Giacomo Beretta obviously scored another one. Um, not much to say in these matches. I mean, obviously I did not watch them because I'm not in Laverone right now. But this team is still there. They're still training. They're there until Wednesday, August 3rd, until they come back to Cittadella, back to base camp until they travel to Lecce, to Puglia, on Thursday, August 4th, where they'll face Lecce on the 5th. So, but for now, they're in uh, La Verone, they're in uh, South Tyrol region, and they get two wins, and it completes the four preseason game cycle that they were scheduled to do, four wins. Um, pretty expected, obviously. I mean, they are facing opposition that are in divisions, or even some divisions even lower than them. So obviously um, we got the wins. It's uh, more of who's who's going to start, who's looks good, who's uh, getting more fitness in. And the only thing I could say in this match or in this weekend is uh, Carlos Sambalo did get an injury. We don't know what it is from images that were posted uh, on social media and stuff. I could say it was his left quad hamstring. I, I say uh, I saw it wrapped up. Um, it could be another thing, but that's what I I'm inferring that I'm inferring that it's a it's a left leg injury. We don't know how serious it is, but uh, we're hoping that it's not so bad because uh, we need we need uh, more attackers. And as I'll get into in a little bit, uh, our goal this market was to get stronger in the attack, and that was what we were lacking last year. As soon as Orgia Kwonkwo got suspended and Mamadou Tonkara got injured, our attack dipped, and that was basically the 
main points of last season, and that was kind of our regression. And speaking of Orji Kwonko for a little bit, just a sidetrack a little bit, um, he did recently get up, he did face a four-year ban from uh, from football, from professional football for doping or failing the doping tests, but then he was using an illegal drug that you cannot use in the league just by yourself. So he's suspended for four years, I believe. And uh, yeah, we wish him the best, although it's kind of hard to see him where he's going to go for now. Um, I don't know where he's going to go. I don't know what Bologna are going to do to him, but uh, we'll, we'll keep you updated if we get any other updates on that. But um, yes, a lot of going back to preseason, a lot of rotation in these matches. I think Guarini's trying a lot of a lot a lot of things. Uh, Filippo Marin, Marfrin, uh, Marfrin, yes, Ma Filippo Marfrin, uh, third choice goalkeeper for Cittadella, uh, Primavera keeper. Uh, he he's been getting some minutes. I've been hearing and been seeing. I don't know how he's been playing, but it's great to see him on the pitch and. Who knows, we might see him on the pitch this season. You never know what's going to happen in Calcio. Uh, so that is basically preseason. Remember, they're coming back on Wednesday. I'm recording this on a Monday. So depending on when you're listening to this, maybe two or tomorrow when they're going to come back. So that's something to keep an eye out on. Uh, let's get into the depth charts a little bit because I did do some digging and... I did draw out what I would say was the depth chart in first team and second team Cittadella. Um, obviously, we got three keepers right now, uh, Elan Castrati, Luca Maniero, and Filippo Manfrin. Castrati, I fully expect to be the number one, In he's been very, very good. He's been getting Albanian national team call-ups, so that has been great. I expect Castrati is going to be the number one. Moving on to the right back position, I have Tommaso Cassandro as right back and Alessandro Mattioli as the secondary. Mattioli's been in putting in good performances, but I think uh, Cassandro can go for longer. He's definitely uh, more younger, and I think he has a lot more to prove. Uh, coming in from Bologna, I think he's got a very, very bright future, and I think... He could be uh, a very, very good signing going forward. And who knows, maybe even get up to Serie A and get signed. Um, that's Cassandro. Center backs. We currently have six center backs currently. Um, Del Fabro and Frare, I believe, are going to be the two um, starting center backs. But it could change. We'll, we're going to see a good preview and the Copa Tally against Lecce on Friday. Del Fabro and Frare. I got uh, Vicentin and Perticone as the secondaries. Perticone, lots of experience um, coming in kind of as a veteran at this point. Uh, he's He could lead this squad and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets into the starting 11. San same thing with Santiago Vicentin. Kind of on the younger side, um, I believe he's 23 or 24. I, yes, he's 23 years old. Santiago Vicentin from Argentina. I also think he could 
get over a start. He's definitely going to be seeing some games because obviously Serie B is a very long and tedious season. So I think Vicentin is going to start in some games. Um, it may not be immediately, but I think he will start. Um, same thing for Perticone. Uh, the the two younger guys in this center back positions are Vincenzo Cirello and Nicholas Smiley. Smiley get getting some games last year. Um, I was really impressed with Vincenzo Cirello. That was 19 year old center back from Casertana. Very very young signing. Very very uh, signing for the future. I'd say. And the times he was playing last year, I was very impressed. He looked very strong in his tackles, very calm on the ball, um, directing uh, the players in front of him. I thought it's a very, very good signing and definitely a signing. Despite his age, I think he could deal with this kind of level at Serie B. So those are the center backs. I think it's a very, very strong back line. Remember, this is the same team that had 16 clean sheets last year, the most in Serie B. Obviously, we did not make playoffs, so it doesn't really matter, but it's something to build on, and it's a reason why Marchetti and the front office of Cittadella maybe hasn't gone after bigger uh, defending signings, and they've really strengthened their attack, which we'll get into in a little bit. But left back Daniele Donnarumma and Gianfilippo Felicioli. Two very, very good left backs, in my opinion. Daniele Donnarumma entering his third season with Cittadella. I think he's been a very, very positive signing, Donnarumma. And we'll also see Felicioli going to be grooving into the squad. I've heard Felicioli has dealt with injuries in the past. So that's why I slightly put Donnarumma in front of him. And obviously because Donnarumma has proven himself in the past. But it's it's going to be it's good that we have two solid left backs. Center defensive midfielders now. Uh, Nicola Pavan, Andrea Danzi, and I think Giuseppe Cairo, Cairo is going to be playing there. He could play alongside him more of as, a, as, as an attacking or as a number eight kind of role. Uh, I don't really know where Cairo is going to play. I don't know if he's going to get into the starting formation. But the three midfielders in front of the center backs, I believe, are going to be Nicola Pavan, Simone Branca, and Alessio Vita very very they've played for each other for many years now they know the system they know the club they know how Guarini wants to play and I think it's just very very solid three in front of with Alicio Vita getting forward Simone Branca being an anchor in the midfield and Nicola Pavan just kind of tr controlling everything under control and in front of him I have Mirko Antonucci. Now, Mirko Antonucci, another, probably one of the most important players this year. It's his second season, so this is could be really his breakout season. We saw a little bit of, I'd say, uh, breakout moments in last season. But I think this season he really has a chance to shine out and really stand out in this Cittadella squad. Um, along the... The substitutes for the midfield, I think it's very, very good. 
um, we got Nacho Lourdes Varela in there as well. Uh, Andrea Danzi, uh, Davide Matsoko, which I think is a very, very solid player and maybe should even start. Uh, obviously, Giuseppe Carriero, uh, Simone Incardi, and Valerio Mastrantonio. Now, I think Mastrantonio could play as an attacking midfielder instead of Antonucci, and I think that's where he's been playing. But I think Mastrantonio in there with his with his age, uh, it's another one of those kind of similar to Chirello. I was really impressed when I saw him, and I was really uh, inspired by the way he, he played. So I wouldn't expect uh, him to be s sitting on the bench this year. Am I saying that right? Uh, let me re let me phrase that a little better. I I hope that Mestrantonio gets more playing time this year, which I think he will. And I don't think there's going to be lots of rotation in this. But for me, the main three in this midfield are Simone Branca, Nicolo Pavan, and Alessio Vita. In front of them, I talked about as Antonucci. There's not many replacements for Antonucci in that number 10 role. I guess you could slide Baldini back there uh, from the forward position. You could substitute Baldini for Antonucci and then put two quality uh, forwards up there. Or you could put, like I said, Mastrantonio in the number 10 and leave Baldini and Raul Asensio up there. This was a hard one. I didn't know who to pick because there's been forwards now that I don't, I've never seen Raul Asensio play. I've never seen Carlos Embalo play. So I don't know how they're going to perform. Given the stats and just given where they're coming from, I think Raul Asensio is probably the best option up front with Baldini. However, I wouldn't be surprised if Beretta gets the start just because Beretta has been here for a while now and he knows the system or Mamadou Tonkarta starting over him, or even Camilo Tavernelli, or someone. I think Tavernelli will be on the move this summer. I don't see him getting much playing time, although I do like his speed and agility up front in the second half. I don't see him getting a lot of playing time, so I don't think he's going to be starting, but um, we get two very, very good signings up front as Raul Asensio, and Carlos Embalo. Embalo obviously injured right now, but depending on how bad the injury is, he may be starting against Pisa in the in the Serie B match day one, August 13th. Like I said, Baldini up front, Antonucci Baldini, two very, very important players for Cittadella. This, who knows, it could be their last year with us, and last year before they go on to a bigger club, maybe, or in Serie A where Cittadella gets a stack of cash and they could find another Baldini or find another Antonucci. And that's the system that they've been playing in for many years now. But I think, I I don't know if Gorini is going to go full strength starting lineup against Lecce on Friday. It is the Copa. We're not really expected to win, even though we haven't lost in Lecce ever at the Stadio Via del Mare. But... Given that it's a tough schedule coming up, we get a very, very hard start to the season. I don't think Guarini is going to risk it all and play everyone full strength, but he might just to get the general idea of how this team plays, who's fitting in um, best. 
it'll be very interesting to see that lineup come Friday, August 5th. But that's that's who I think is going to start Asensio and Baldini. But I wouldn't be surprised if Beretta, Tuncara, or Mbalo also starts for Asensio. It's going to be very, very competitive, I think, in that those number nine roles. And that's what that's really good that Marchetti has, has bought a lot of these good signings in the summer, in my opinion, to strengthen the attack and to add more depth to our squad. Um, so that's the depth chart for now. Uh, that's who I think is going to be starting, and that's really the A-team, as I'd say. Um, let me read it to you again. It's Castrati in goal, Cassandra on the right, Del Fabro, Frare, centre-backs, Donnarumma on the left, Branca, Pavan, Vita, uh, midfielders, attacking midfielder, number 10, Antonucci, uh, Baldini, and Raul Asensio up top. That is my predicted starting 11, although subject to change, obviously. Uh, so last part I want to get into the in the podcast is a little bit of insight on the Serie B teams. Now, I'm not going to give you a full predictions as I'm going to do that in a later podcast before the season starts. I'm going to give you probably the full table and uh, just my full analysis on each team or basically every team. But I'm just going to read you off some key Mercato signings and key teams that are probably going to be fighting for promotion, relegation, or mid-table. We'll start at the top. I am very confident that Genoa is going to finish top two and if not first place genoa is coming down uh, for the first time in i think over 15 years or something like that and i think they're just going to go straight back up they have a lot of quality too much quality for me they got massimo coda a very very good striker probably one of the best strikers in serie b next to lapadula so it's really hard to see Genoa not going back up and I don't think they're going to be like Parma or Crotone next year where they just completely sink to the bottom. I think Genoa has the right mind and the right confidence. They have great supporters, great stadium, and they're going to be back in Serie A in no time. There's no doubt about that. For playoffs, I think it's a, it's going to be very, very competitive. Like we always say, Serie B, very, very competitive uh, I have Benevento, Venezia, Cagliari, Brescia, and Parma all farting, fighting, <laughs> farting, fighting for the playoffs. Uh, Parma, I think, has improved a lot. They got Chichisola from uh, Perugia, uh, good, solid backup keeper. Or he pr- he's probably going to be the number one, uh, overtaking Buffon. Buffon might take a couple games, but. Uh, Chichi Zola, I expect to be the number one. I just think Parma has improved a lot and enough to finally make playoffs. Um, I think they were not expecting Serie B to be, uh, or they were expecting Serie B to be a cakewalk last year, but I think now they've kind of gotten a wake up call and I think they'll be back in that playoff position like we were all expecting last year. So that leaves us to teams that. I think are going to be fighting and only a few are going to sneak in. That is Pisa, Cittadella, obviously, uh, Bari, Ascoli, and Spal. 
Spal under Ver <laughs> our good friend Venturato has made a lot of good signings, a lot of ex-Cittadella players. And after one year, after a full summer to do what he wants, I think Venturato knows what he's doing and he'll, his magic is about to reform in uh, Spal. Ascoli, obviously coming off a very, very good year last year. I think they're going to continue to do the same, going to be fighting for that 7th, 8th position in uh, Serie B all year. Bari are my surprise team. Now, it's it's kind of unusual, I'd say, for a team coming up from Serie C to be promoted straight away. It doesn't happen often, but it has happened before. Now, I'm not saying Bari is going to be promoted or anything. I just think they have a very, very good squad. They've kept a lot of good players, and they even, they're just getting better. They got Foloncho from Regina, a very, very good striker. Um, I heard they might be even getting uh, Camilo Chano from Frosinone, the veteran from uh, Frosinone. So I think it's going to be... A very very good season for Bari looking at their squad they have a lot of players with lots of experience in Serie B lots of experience in Serie A so them being back in Serie B is uh, with the Stadio San Nicola with their fan base I think it's going to be a very very good year for Bari and I I fully expect them to stay up I think they're going to be making a push for playoffs but uh, I don't know I just don't know because there's so many teams and now moving on to Cittadella, I'll I'll get more in depth into it in a later podcast. But Cittadella, for now I'm I'm gonna say my mind says no way we're making playoffs this year. We should just focus on just staying up and uh just trying to make something out of nothing from this season. Uh but my heart says we're 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 gonna sneak in somehow and we're gonna we're gonna make a run and given Gorini has gotten an extra year as he's gotten another year to to regroup and to learn off of his first year of as head coach I think it's and with the also the additions of Embalo, Asensio, Carriero and uh, Felicioli I think this this squad has improved a lot from last season and have added extra depth to them. So I think it's very good. Uh, but moving on a little bit to the bottom, I only have... Uh, I'm just going to talk about two teams here that I think are not necessarily doomed right now, but I'd say they're, they're kind of looking in trouble at the moment. The first one is Sutiro. Now, Sutiro... First promotion to Serie B ever in their history. That the first team to be represented from South Tyrol in the North region from for Serie B. Their first ever year in Serie B. Now their their coach uh, Ivan Jakovic, if I'm saying that right, uh, he left for Venezia. Uh, Sutiro gave up nine goals last year in Serie C, 38 games played. But their mastermind, their uh, coach, head coach, has left them. So it leaves that obviously raises a little bit of red flag. And just recently in the Coppa Italia, the primary rounds, they did lose to Serie C side Felipe, uh, 
Philly Pisalo, uh, 3-1 at home. Now, that's 33% of the goals given up in one match than they did all season. So, although their defense stayed together, they they made a signing of uh, Nicolas Siega, uh, ex-Chitadella player, by the way. I just, I don't know if they're going to be able to fight and. I don't think they're going to finish last or even in the automatic relegation zone, but I think they might end up in the playout spot. And I it could just be the first season for them, the inexperience maybe for them, but I just don't know what to expect from Sutirol. And I, I just, yeah, I, I just think this team is just going to finish in the playouts, which is, I'd say, okay for them. Because as long as they don't finish in the automatic relegation zone, anything below above that is going to be a success. And if they get out of the playout zone, if they win the playout, I think it'll be even a further success. So another team that I think is going to be in trouble is maybe surprising to you is Palermo. Uh, Palermo, uh, it, they did win 3-2 against Regina. Reggiana in the Coppa Italia. Um, their main man, their striker, Brunori, has been on absolutely fire. He's been the key in their um, promotion to Serie B last season. Uh, let me just look up his stats real quick. Brunori. Um, I, I just... Hold on one sec. Just give me one sec. Man, sometimes the computer is just uh, not working. Brunori. Uh, Matteo Brunori. Brunori. <laughs> I cannot talk anymore. Uh, anyway, and Matteo Brunori, very, very high prolific scoring in Serie C last season. Helped Serie B get back to promoted to Serie, to Serie B. Uh, scored a hat-trick last weekend, or this last weekend, whatever. Uh, but... Looking at the rest of their squad, I don't know if they have made enough to m probably make playoffs or maybe even to finish mid-table. I'm seeing them more kind of like as maybe a little higher than Sutherol, maybe playouts or just above it. Now, a lot of people I think are going to be expecting Palermo to make playoffs or even to get promoted straight back to Serie A and that's what a lot of them want they want a Sicilian club to be represented in Serie A but I just don't think it's going to happen and they did get purchased by City Football Group I just don't know if it's enough because looking at their squad they don't have much experience Serie B experience and they've they did kept a lot of their squad but historically the last Serie C playoff winner the last team promoted to Serie B often just does not well, do, doesn't do well. So it's, and it's also a little concerning that their coach, uh, Baldini, not Enrico Baldini, but um, it he left, uh, Silvio Baldini, he left after a disagreement with City Football Group, also the sporting director of Palermo, left as well, um, Renzo Castagnini, Castagnini, 
uh, excuse my Italian pronunciation, but Silvio Baldini and sporting director out of Palermo after a disagreement. So they got to find a coach and uh, they got to find someone. Now they have to rely on Brunori for goals this season, I think. They have uh, Sol Soleri as well as a center forward. Even uh, they signed a really good goalkeeper, Mikro uh, Piccelli. So that's what I think of Palermo. And I think it'll be a little bit of a rocky season. I do think they might have enough just to stay above the line and just to stay clear of relegation. But I do not think this team is going to be fighting for playoffs this year. It might take them another year to really build a squad good enough to really compete in this Serie B because it's going to get very, very competitive uh, down the line. So anyway, that is who I think is going to be not not relegated officially right now, but kind of in bad, bad situation right now. And they kind of need to regroup and just wake up a little bit before the transfer window ends at the end of August. So, um, yeah, and I think that is going to be it for me. I think that's what I've talked about everything that I wanted to talk about. Uh, don't forget Lecce against Cittadella, August 5th at 3 p.m. Eastern time. You could catch the game on Paramount+. Plus. They are streaming the game, English commentary. You could go ahead and watch the game, 3 p.m. August 5th. Lecce against Cittadella, the first round of the Coppa Italia. I'll do a podcast previewing it, so you'll be able to listen to it before the game on Friday. So I'll record on Thursday, August 4th, kind of previewing the game. First competitive match of Cittadella's 2022 season. Man, it's going to be a very, very fun ride. It's going to be very, very competitive. I'm already looking forward to it. So, um... We'll, we're it's going to be right so buckle up um anyway that is going to be it for me don't forget to follow us on instagram and twitter at chitacaucho usa and visit our website at chitacauchousa.com for more articles and insights about as chitadella that's going to be it for me today uh as always have a great day and forza chita